Yo, fit crazy. Describe it for us right quick. We are the bad boys of podcasting because we don't play by the rules. The rules are for losers and winners do what they want. No, I should say winners do what they do. I got it. This is per- This is wonderful. Okay. Winners do as they wish. How do you like that? Wish you were a winner? <laughs> then keep listening yeah. to us. Investment advice yeah. from two of the top minds. Unpredicted. The top minds are Long John Silver and um, the other one. What's that guy's name? He's Kid totally awesome and cool. That's right. Hi, John. We're back. Yeah. Did you have a good uh, fourth? I would describe it as mediocre at best. Did you have a good fourth? Not You're talking about the 4th of July, right? Yeah, yeah, the 4th of July. All right. Independence Day. Because if you were talking about a 4th of whiskey, I'd be like, yeah, I had a good one down at the uh, uh, whiskey bar with my guys. We uh, A 4th? Yeah, a 4th normal amount of whiskey to drink. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's uh, called Election Profit Makers because we make um, profits off current events and elections. And... Um, and that's what we do. And for some reason, that's what this podcast is about. Now, other topics will arise from time to time, and they will be struck down with ruthlessness by mm-hmm. myself and my co-host, Long John Silver. But for the most part, we've decided that it's called Election Profit Makers because of the topics we discuss. Is that clear? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're doing a, what is this, a reset? I'm doing a reset. For, for, this is a hard reset because we took a week We have off a lot of new listeners. We probably have a lot of new listeners and a lot of old listeners who are like, wait a minute, which one is this again? Because you know when you subscribe to Sony Podcasts, sometimes when I click on my little phone and I say update my podcast, I'm like, wait a minute, which one is this again? Wait, what do they? What do these guys talk about? Yeah. Oh, right. Old timey Hollywood murders. Okay, now I remember. So let's get into it. All right. A lot has happened in the last two weeks. Mm. I've been following some of it. Mm. Uh, Most of my attention has been about conference realignment, and I really did want to spend the entire time talking about that. About the ACC going away? I do remember when we talked a lot about the Duke and UNC rivalry, that threw a lot of people for a loop. So conference realignment, probably not on uh, everyone's wish list. If we get 10,000 emails asking us to talk about conference realignment, we'll do it. How about that? But we have to know the demand is there. 10,000. How about? How about? Four. Yeah. If we get four emails and they all have to come from a different listener, it can't be one listener sending an email four times. Yeah, that would be impossible for a person to do that. If we get four emails asking us to discuss conference realignment and the- We will death of the ACC, then we'll discuss it. But for now, why don't we turn to our portfolios on predictit.org? Okay. Let me Sorry, go is over that, is that not to... what you want to do? No, it is. I just wanted to go to predictit.org so I could just take a look at the latest. You know, the numbers are always changing. I know, man. That's the crazy thing about these numbers. Some of these numbers never change, like the number of days in a week. That's seven, and that's on, that's on lock. Right. But the other numbers change sometimes. Yeah. Stock prices, temperature, dew point. Weather uh, Johnson. My cholesterol level, apparently. Oh, boy. Many <laughs> numbers change. Many numbers change. Some numbers uh, don't change, though. All right. Well, one number that changed was uh, in the Alaska at-large special election, which a listener had tipped us off on. Katie in Alaska, we owe you. Yeah, we both bought in very low on Mary... Patola at 
two or three cents. I think I got in at three cents. I think I was in it too. And the news of the last two weeks is that we both sold, did a little profit taking. Yes, we did. I bought 200 at three cents. I'm looking at my history now okay. on my predicted. So I bought 200 shares. Yes, Paltola will win the 2022 Alaska at-large special election. And I got out at eight. Oh, really? At eight? I more than doubled my money. How often does that happen? Not often enough. Thank you, Alaska. I got out at six Woo. and then put in a bid to try to get back in at three. Uh-huh. And then when I checked last night, she was at 12. She's and at I realized, 12. no, she's my at goodness. 10 at the moment. But oh last gosh. night she was at 12 and I thought I could have doubled my money again. Yeah, man. What's going on? I don't know. Well, thank you, Katie. Yeah. So I don't know. She's down to 10 cents right now. Maybe you could buy back in, ride that up to 12. Can I talk about another long shot that I have a bet on? Yes. Or do you have more to say about Poltola? No, I, I don't know any more about that. Liz Cheney. I don't know if you've heard of her. I don't know if you watch the January 6th committee hearings. Anyway, she's from Wyoming. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a predicted market, as we've discussed. Will Liz Cheney be the 2022 House GOP nomination in uh, the Wyoming at-large election? I have 100 shares at 23 cents, yes. And those are currently trading at 10 cents. So obviously, I'm getting uh, clobbered here. I was thinking that... um, Actually, you know what? I don't remember my logic. My logic might have been as stupid as, well, she's going to be on a TV a lot. And people on TV always win their elections. But that might not be true. Anyway, I don't really want to talk about that. What I want to talk about vis-a-vis Liz Cheney is something very interesting. Uh, This weekend, I spent some quality family time trying to re-memorize the state capitals. And let me tell you, speaking of numbers, there's 50 states. That's 50 things to memorize. And some of these state capitals... I swear I'd never heard of in my life. The capital of Kentucky, Frankfort. Mm, yeah. I don't think that was the capital when we were kids. I literally never heard those syllables until I looked it, until I looked it up. <laughs> and it said Frankfort, Kentucky. I was like, okay. Is it Frankfort or Frankfurt? It's, it's probably Frankfort. Frankfurt right? I don't know. Frankfort. Uh yeah, that's a weird one. That's an extremely weird one. There's a lot of weird um, state capitals. And did you, Do you know, know that- I, I'm sorry, I'm going to jump in here. But the, the more you know about cities, you actually get worse at state capitals, I think. Because now you know more than one city in each yeah, state. Yeah. So, so there was a time where I could say all the state capitals. And now I'll probably just name some obscure city that's not right. the state capital. Do you know the state capital of Missouri? Jefferson City. I was going to say that. Well, I don't know why, but that one has really been bedeviling me. It is so hard for me to remember that. That's the is most that generic right? name. Yeah, you were right. Jefferson City, Missouri. Yep. And is Vermont Montpelier? Yep. There's a lot of French names. A lot of French names. South Dakota, Pierre. What? Huh? North Dakota, huh? Bismarck? Yes, uh, I would like to be a cowboy. What? Huh? What? Yeah. Do you serve uh, baguettes here on the open range, cowboy? What? Pierre, what? Huh? It's just weird, you know? Yeah, yeah. Excuse uh, me. Run along, little doggies. Uh, to the Eiffel Tower? <laughs> <laughs> huh? What? Yeah, that's definitely what 
That's how they talk in, in North Dakota. So what I wanted and to say about Liz Cheney, and this is very interesting, is that the capital of Wyoming is Cheyenne. Liz Cheney is one of the few senators whose last name can be spelled using only the letters of her respective state's capital. Cheyenne and Cheney. What are the odds of that? To me, that's, that counts as an intriguing fact. Yeah. How did you come up? How did you think of this? Well, John, I would have never I mean, thought of something is, like that. <laughs> I hope you like roller coasters. Oh, great. The phone. And now the phone's ringing. They're calling to tell me that we won an award for the best podcast. Okay. It stopped ringing. It stopped ringing. Okay. They rescinded the award. Anyway, what I was going to say was in researching these state capitals, of course, I, I relearned that Cheyenne is the capital of Wyoming. I was like, Cheyenne, that looks a lot like Cheney. And then I was like, wait a minute, who's the senator from Wyoming again that I have that money on? Cheney, Cheney, Cheyenne, it's the same letters. A C, yeah. an H, an E, an N, a Y. Those are the letters. Are there others? Yeah, but they're not as interesting. It's like Mike Lee from Utah because the capital of Utah is Salt Lake City and you can obviously spell L-E-E using letters found in Salt Lake City. Like, who cares, you know? And then the guy, one of the guys from Providence, I mean, sorry, from Rhode Island, whose capital is Providence, is just like, it's kind of boring. The Cheyenne Cheney one is truly like, what's going on here? This is very interesting. That's what I said to myself. And that's the voice in which I said it. What's going on here? This is very interesting. I wonder if this will be addressed on the January 6th committee hearings, which air again tomorrow, Tuesday. One o'clock. There's one more thing I wanted to say about Liz Cheney. She's trying to do the Madison Cawthorn, or she's trying to... In- oh, this is yeah. Right? She's sending out mailers to Democrats because this is an at-large election and unaffiliated can vote for anybody. She's telling Democrats to vote for her in the in the August 16th primary. Right. And this is what famously happened in North Carolina. My theory is, yes. Yes, your theory. And your theory has been proven now. Yes. That that, that is what happened. And it was enough to get uh, Madison Cawthorn's opponent over the finish line. Yeah. This is not going to work in Wyoming. Yeah, you're probably right. But it's a good sign. I thought it would bump up my shares on Predicted a little bit. Even it, I don't think it had much of an impact. Hmm. I guess this is a foregone conclusion. Is that true? I don't know. We say that all the time and then it's not. You know what I wish I would say a lot on TikTok to become famous is I wish I would say, I'm going to turn your foregone conclusions into five gone conclusions. Do you think that would make me a lot of money if I said that? I don't know. Try it. I will. I'm going to try it. Anyway, good luck to Liz Cheney. (laughs) (laughs) She'll be fine. She'll be fine. She's got a bright future ahead. Yeah. In the Democratic Party, I guess. Just remember not to go duck hunting with your father. Because he shot that guy in the face. Remember when he shot that guy in the face and the guy apologized to him? What a power move. And Twitter did not exist then, but if it did. Oh my God, imagine if Twitter had existed back then. Speaking of Twitter, Elon Musk is not going to buy Twitter and they're going to sue him and they're all going to be in court for 100,000 years. I hope they have courts on Mars. I don't know, man. I think we're back in better than ever. I think these jokes are really landing. I think these jokes are great. Right? Yep. Sorry, the phone, the awards council is calling again to give us another award. Um, Hello? Yes, this is David Reese of Election Profit Makers. (laughs) Another award? Really? Oh, that's great. Say, do you mind if if I tell my co-host John about it? Thanks. I'll be right back. John, they're giving us another award. Great. Um, 
Hi, it's me, David, again. Um, may I ask, where will the awards ceremony take place? And um, will there be an open bar? <laughs> yes. Okay, great. And past hors d'oeuvres, yes. Yes, we do like stuffed mushrooms. Thank you very much. Um, I appreciate that. Okay, we'll see you later. Oh, one other thing. Um, <laughs> we'll both be needing free fancy clothes for the red carpet. Okay, just wanted to let you know. Versace is, that's good, but really what we want is Balenciaga. What's that? I've been watching um, TikTok videos of of um, fashion people getting dressed in the morning. If TikTok decided to show me this stuff, I think TikTok was like, you're dressing like a bum. You need to get back in the fashion game. Are you back in it? Because you're looking pretty good right now. That shirt you're wearing. Thank you. This is a, this is a button down shirt that I bought at a thrift store after my COVID weight gain. And um, it's unironed at the moment. It's a little well, wrinkly. You, you look very good. Your hair looks good. Oh, thanks, John. You look good too. Your hair looks wild. Looks really untamed uh, yeah. and wild. I like it. It's yeah. kind of like my hair used to look. Yeah. We've switched Before it went gray. Places. Yeah. In a way, we've switched places. Oh, anyway. Um, Balenciaga is a fashion brand. Okay. In like Italy? It. I guess it's Italian, but the I watched this guy who, who like um, goes up to people in Soho and asks what they're wearing. He says, I love the fit. Describe it for me. And then they say, you know, it's kind of a scam because everybody's just wearing incredibly expensive fancy clothes. So it, uh, some uh, most of the times when he interviews somebody, it's not actually an individual sensibility that they've created out of nothing going to thrift stores. It's like, yeah, well, this is a Prada shirt and this is Versace pants and this is a Balenciaga basketball shoe and this is a Gucci handbag. And then he's like, if you have one piece of fashion advice, what would it be? And they always say, be yourself. It's like, uh-huh, be yourself. <laughs> yeah. Be your, okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I kind of wish it was a little crazier. Um, but TikTok recommended to me, so I had to follow it. And now I know it's just part of my life. Like I never turned down a TikTok re- recommendation. I feel like it's not my place. If they're kind How enough to let me use their app, how much time are you spending on TikTok mm-hmm. these days? Two hours a day. Two hours. That's not At terrible. Least. I mean, it's about what I used to spend on Twitter. Right, and you're not spending that time on Twitter. You've you've just replaced one addiction. Basically, with although I will confess that in the aftermath of the Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade, I did. I did not reinstall the Twitter app on my phone, but I did start logging on through via Safari and reading tweets. And that's probably when I was at my lowest. That was not a good feeling for many reasons, you know? Yeah, it's horrible out there on, on Twitter. Yeah. And in real life. Yeah, and in real life. TikTok is not either, and that's why it's great. TikTok is a true denial of reality, unless you stumble across a political person on TikTok. And there are some. And also, there's obviously the political subtext that goes unspoken, like um, the fact that like one of three videos I watch on TikTok is someone trying to make the best out of living in their truck or their car. And like, here's follow me as I rehab my Mazda hatchback into a home for me and my daughter. And it's like, we did all this, all this. And then you realize like, oh, this is because the housing, we have a housing crisis and people are living in vans and trucks and cars. And trying to do their best to monetize it on TikTok, I guess. But when you really think about it, like, it's kind of bleak, right? Yeah. Here's my little Tupperware drawer where I keep my clothes. And uh, I put in these glow strips so that it can be like a fun environment in the back of our station wagon, which is where we live because rent is $20,000 a day. So there is a, if you think about TikTok, it can get very dystopian very quickly. But honey, they don't pay me to think.
No. No, let's not think about it. Eyes glazed over. Mind turned off. Here we go, TikTok. Cough, cough, cough. Hitting that bong of the TikTok video. Everybody knows I'm no kitty yo. I'm an old man, but I'm still on the talk. And if you want to follow me, then give me a rock. Rock and roll is a hot new sound. A 4-4 beat that's going all around town. Bill Haley in the comments. TikTok star David. TikTok star David is my account. I had Check to man- put, put my manifestation out into the universe as part of the secret to become a TikTok star. Hey, how you doing today? What's happening with it? What's up? What's your name? Where you from? You know the name. Offset from the north side of Atlanta. Stop did. playing with him. ATL is in the house for sure. Fit crazy. Describe it for us right quick. Fit, this is 2023. Balenciaga. No Damn. comment. Okay. We ain't got no comment for you suckers. <laughs> um, I got the 23 Balenciaga pants. I got the hard crop Balenciaga. Damn. The details on them. Stop yeah. playing with them. Why you playing with them? You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. I got it on, as always, in the Balenciaga shades. And oh I just came God. from the Balenciaga show. Shout out to them. Absolutely. Shout out to them. Yes, sir. Yeah. If you gave anybody your styling tip, what would it be? My styling tip is to be you, be original. John, should, what's going on with Joe Biden? Is he running again? Let's look at my predictive portfolio here. Democratic 2024 presidential nominee. I have so many shares in this. I bought them at 38, and now they're down to 35. What's going on with Joe Biden? Uh, nothing good. You know, the Times has come out with an article saying he's facing an alarming level of doubt from inside the party, which is no shock. 64% of Democratic voters are now saying that they would prefer a new standard bearer in the 2024 presidential campaign. And uh, yeah, in the Siena Times poll that just came out, they still have Biden beating Trump if there were a head-to-head. He beats Trump 44 to 41, or he is ahead of him. If the election were held today, which you know underscores why a lot of Republicans are privately saying that they think Biden is an underdog against other Republicans, except for Trump. But Trump so far remains the front runner for the nomination if he, if he runs. So I still believe what I said a few weeks ago, that if Trump runs... I believe Biden's going to run. I think he he thinks he can oh beat, and I think I think he'll be favored, but but not by a lot, not by a lot. You know, it'll be it'll be scary. But if Trump doesn't run, kind of feels like Biden's out. If if DeSantis wins the Republican nomination, he, rather cr- than he Trump, then he crushes Biden. Yeah, you're probably right. And then does Biden know enough to step off and let somebody else run against Ron DeSantis? I think so. And maybe and maybe they get crushed too. But, you know, now you now you're at the point where you know, you got Newsom, the governor of California, Gavin Newsom, he's running campaign ads in Florida. Right. It's kind of biz- yeah. kind of bizarre. But these these campaign ads, you know, are critical of Biden. And at a certain point you got candidates coming out of the woodwork and criticizing Biden, that's not helping his approval rating, which let's see, today is at 38.5% worse than Trump's at this same point in his presidency. It's four points worse than Donald Trump. Yeah. I don't, I, that, when they say same point in the presidency, I don't know. It's like, that doesn't mean much to me because- okay. Well, how about that he has a lower approval rating than any president ever, except for Truman? Okay, now you have my attention. 
not saying it's all his fault, but some of it's his fault. Yeah. Their reaction to the overturning of Roe v. Wade was weak. And also the way he speaks is sometimes weak. Careful. Yeah. No. I, I mean, come on. Yeah. He's the oldest man to his, who has ever been president at this point, right? He's older now than Reagan was at the end of Reagan's second term. Yeah. And it's hard not to come across as weak and old when you're... Old. Old. Gavin Newsom. I had never thought about him running for president, but when I log on to predict it and look at this market, 2024 Democratic presidential nomination, Biden's holding steady at 35. Gavin Newsom is number two at 19, three up from Kamala Harris at 16. Pete Buttigieg, I better not see him run for president. For some reason, that guy annoys the shit out of me. Hillary Clinton up one to seven. Bernie at four, tied with AOC at four, and Stacey Abrams at four. Yeah, I don't know about that. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think it's going to be Gavin Newsom. I'm going to sell my Bidens. I kind of want to sell my Bidens all of a sudden and go all in on Gavin Newsom, former boyfriend of, let's never forget this, Kimberly Guilfoyle. Yeah, there's a guy who... who uh, he's got... <laughs> yeah. Why does everybody have to be so gross and weird? Yeah. That's my question about, that's my question about life. Why does everybody have to be so gross and weird? Why is Gavin Newsom, why did Gavin Newsom and Donald Trump Jr. both date the same woman? Yeah. It's disqualifying. It kind of is, John. It kind of is disqualifying. Yes. But but I think after Trump, nothing is really disqualifying. Man, oh man, that that rubs me the wrong way. That really rubs me the wrong way. Maybe she's wonderful. I don't know. Maybe she's a wonderful person and she just changed, you know? Um, maybe she used uh, to be great, but you know that one photo of Gavin Newsom and Kimberly yeah, Guilfoyle yeah. like lying on the floor posing? Yeah. It what, sort of looks is, like like who does that? What is that? It reminds me of the picture of Trump with Melania in their you know, decked out penthouse in New York where they have right. all the gold fixings and everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the same type of just, it's gross. Why does everybody have to be so gross and weird? I really want to know the answer to that. I'm with you. I think I understand the appeal of being gross and weird oh. privately. Sure. Right. What people do, yeah, it's fine. Do whatever you want. I mean, I just, I would be ashamed to have that picture out in the wild. And then you, I can look at the picture right now on my computer. This is what I'll type. Gavin Newsom, Kimberly Guilfoyle, funky picture. That's what I'm going to type. Gavin Newsom, Kimberly Guilfoyle. How do you spell Guilfoyle? Okay, okay there it is. Funky just, picture. See if it comes up. May, maybe it's just all about any yep, PR is good There PR. they are. Yeah. It's just name recognition and every weird gross oh thing Oh my you do. gosh, what a photo. Now, I mean, it is a great looking photo, I have to say. Because they're on a rug. I forgot that they were on a nice patterned carpet. It kind of looks like a hotel carpet. But, um, I mean, yeah, this is disqualifying. Unless, they're, unless they were doing it as a joke. Oh, boy. Well, everybody look at that photo, please, and tell us if it's disqualifying. Would you vote yeah. for Gavin Newsom over Joe Biden if Gavin Newsom jumped into the primary? I'll vote for anybody if I think they have a, a better chance. So if his numbers are better... Then yes. Well, he's at 19 to Joe Biden's 35. Is it time to hop on the Gavin Newsom train early? Should I buy Gavin Newsom at 19? I mean, I'm sure it'll go up at some point over the next two years, right? Uh, I guess. That feels really... What? Highly 
that feels expensive. 20? I'm doing it. I'm buying 100 shares at 20 cents. Why not? You know, just like in the spirit of being funky and gross, I'm doing it and being weird and gross. I did it. I'm on the Gavin Newsom train. Let's go. Choo-choo. All aboard. I don't think it's going to be Kamala Harris. I kind of want to buy no at 84. I just don't see. No, there's so many people that don't like her. I know. And what is it? Like, what is it? I know almost nothing about her, and yet I don't like her either. I guess it's me being sexist. I don't know. I just have not seen her in two years. Like, what is she, what is she doing? Yeah. Maybe she got frozen out by Biden staffers who don't like her. I got to say, a lot of these Biden staffers like this. Let's talk about this, John. This would be a good topic for our podcast. The communications director who said that thing about like, well, we're not formulating our abortion policy to please a bunch of weirdo Democratic activists who are out of step with America. Like, what was the quote? Like, what's going yeah. on over in that White House now? Come no, on that's now. helpful. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that gets that's, people excited about I, I mean, again, that's okay if you feel that way. But that you you don't – you do not say that. You cannot publicly say that. I know. It's you such just a classic – cover your ass thing so that they can blame the activists when they lose. Like they shouldn't have pushed us so hard. Then we would have done less and people would have been happier. I don't understand the logic of it. I mean, the polling is completely on the side of the activists. But they're scared to make changes and do popular things because then you've opened the door to change and and the democratic establishment doesn't want change. Nobody wants change except Clarence Thomas. He's like, oh, we're going to change some shit up in here. I'm not afraid of change. Have you ever heard of backwards time travel? It's happening. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. Where's that well, quote? I mean, change is hard in a democracy. You have to do a lot of compromising and things move very slow. And um, yeah, if you don't have a democracy, things can really move fast. Yeah, that's true. And maybe that's where we'll head. But I want to talk about Pete Buttigieg for a second. Oh, no, really? I know okay. it's very cool not to like Pete. Buttigieg. He's tweeting out tips about how to redeem your airline miles. I know, but see Come stuff on, like dude. that. Yeah, he what just are you, consumer reports over here. Oh, yeah, but he's a pretty he's a pretty smart guy, and he, I don't know. I feel like he he is a great communicator in a sense that Obama was. You know, they always some people would say that Obama was the explainer in chief. Right. He did a very good job of explaining particular issues. I think Buttigieg is really good at that. Really? And yes, I'm saying I agree that he is kind of annoying and that he has a consultant's mindset. But uh, I, I like Buttigieg more than I like Harris. What about Newsom? I don't know enough about Newsom. I probably like Newsom more, but um, yeah, I don't know. I'm giving a second look at Buttigieg. All right. You love Pete you Buttigieg. Know, you love yeah, Transpo. I love, Pete, I love Bitcoin, Pete Buttigieg, and uh, what what are the other things that I've- Didn't he like, have a thing a couple of weeks ago where he's like, yeah, I'm going to go to this conference in Europe and tell and share all this American expertise about infrastructure. Like, what? We have the most collapsing, outdated infrastructure. Like, what are you doing? Did you see that? No, we have fewer trains that. than anybody. He's like, yeah, I'm going to go to Europe and tell them what's up. Europe's like, uh-huh. What are you going to teach us? Traffic Jams 101. <laughs> yeah. I got him on that one. You have to admit. What are yeah. you going to teach us, uh, American Mr. Pete Buttigieg? Um, uh, parking parking lot design for fun and profit? <laughs> like that? Mm-hmm. How not to build a railway? <laughs> That's okay, good. So it's no, good. I'm going to no leave that Pete in. That was funny. All 
All right. So you're all in on Pete Buttigieg. So why no, don't you buy no, some shares? I'm... Put your money where your mouth is. Predictit.org. No, I'm not ready to do that. Okay. Well, let's keep talking about other topics. You want to talk about um, Boris Johnson? Oh, my gosh. That guy. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, it didn't happen. He resigned. Yeah, he, to- he, to- he totally resigned. And everyone but he's said, still there. So, that, I mean, it was. I know. But when he finally resigned, my shares, I bought it like 24 cents. Right. My no shares, they were all, all, all the way up to like 90. And then and I. you didn't. No, I didn't sell. And now he's going to stick around and muck things up. And it's still a possibility, but it seems like it's probably going to happen in early September and not The predicted market is, will Boris Johnson still be prime minister through August? Yeah. And I had bought Yes some time ago for, I can't remember, some perverse reason. And uh, I sold and made a little money about a month ago before he resigned. Yeah. I would have made a lot of money. Now I'm up like 10 bucks. Oh, man, I'm so glad that guy's resigning in shame. I can't believe he's only been prime minister for three years. I felt like he's been prime minister for six years. I felt like he was prime minister before Trump was elected, but I guess that's obviously not true. Yeah. Well, the last three years have been like six years. So I have a low opinion of that guy. And I, I know I, you no know. disrespect to our British listeners. And we love our we love our longstanding relationship with England. The cultural and commercial exchanges between the United States and England obviously are profound and We've given so much to the United Kingdom, and the United Kingdom has given so much to us. And I use United Kingdom and England interchangeably because they're the same thing, as far as I can tell, based on my research. I have to mm-hmm. say, Boris Johnson is like not one of my favorite uh, products of England. I'd much rather have an elder statesman known as a Benny Hill. Yeah. Are you being served? Do you remember that TV show? Are you being served? No. Why would PBS... PBS has such a such what was a that TV show? On... All I remember is the Young Ones. Yeah, but hands up, who likes me? You were so into the Young Ones, and back then everyone in the day. Puts but that was on MTV. But what I want to say is, yeah, how bad is your how bad is your unchecked Anglophilia as a public television station? If you're showing Benny Hill at night, Benny Hill is like garbage culture. Why was it on PBS? Because it was British. And they're like, oh, the way he chases the women through the field is just so ineffably British. It's like the second coming of P.G. Woodhouse. That's yeah. Benny Hill. It's an idiot. It's an oaf. <laughs> and then Are You Being Served? It's just like the crassest little. That wasn't good, was it? It's like Three's Company in a department store. No, I don't. I don't even. I'm not familiar with that at all. They'd be like, "Would you like to put on that dress, or would you like me help in taking it off?" Everyone's like, "Why is garbage? Why is this on PBS?" Brideshead revisited or nothing. That's what I say about PBS. Foils War. Foils War is a jam, but that's on BBC. I don't know if that's on PBS. I can't tell. Okay. All right. Oh my God! Do my parents watch any PBS mysteries? Whenever I stay with my parents, I'm telling you, I love my parents, but these British mysteries we've been watching, they're all running together in my mind because they all take place like in the mid 20th century and they all take place in like a little (laughs) British parish with like a little church and someone who (laughs) works at the church is also solving murders. And there's like a town, it's like a town of like 500 people and there's like seven murders a day in these towns. (laughs) And then a little priest waddles down. It's like, oh, you see that this cane has mud on it from the coast of Scotland. And then they arrest, you know, and then there's some police detective or the chief of police is like, I don't want you meddling in this case anymore. Go, go, Count your Eucharist wafers. 
and but they can't help themselves. They, they're here to solve. It's I, in a way, it's kind of like Murder She Wrote because in Murder She Wrote, Angela Lansbury was a she wrote mystery novels, but she also solved real life mysteries. Do you remember that? Yeah, Murder She Wrote, starring Angela Lansbury. That was a cozy mystery, and I guess these are all technically cozy mysteries. Then you watch something like um, you watch all these ones, and then you watch something like that one with um, Olivia Coleman and um, Doctor Who, the Doctor Who got David Tennant. It's called Broadchurch, and it's like, whoa, this is not fun. <laughs> I thought this was going to be cozy. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Does anybody listening to me know what I'm talking about? Broadchurch. Okay. Has anyone heard of PBS Antiques Roadshow? Is Broadchurch on PBS? I don't watch television. All right, let's talk. Let's, John, let's really get down to things. Let's really wrap. What do you want to talk about next? Uh, oh, we're on fire today, John. I'm not editing this podcast at all. This okay. is pure spun gold. Whoever stands for the leadership, and nobody has obviously formally declared to that yet. Sorry about the noise here. Um, I will, um, I'll be looking for that in the next leader. Um, thanks, Steve. Uh, we do want to announce that the Farrah Fawcett, Fawcett t-shirt that my father donated has been acquired, that we had a, a mystery donor that gave $666. Uh, I think it actually was 667 but for some reason they couldn't. They can't do donate to the penny, so they rounded up to 667 It's going to abortionfunds.org. Yeah. So, and that, I picked up from my dad yesterday. I picked it up, and uh, it will be going out in the mail today. This donor, who we thank, asked not to be recognized because now they live in a state where you can be punished for supporting abortion. This whole country's in a toilet mode. When did we enter toilet mode? We are truly in toilet mode right now. He was like, don't thank me by name because I might get in trouble by my state's government. Someone might snitch and get a bounty on this person. Can you believe this? Yeah. We're going to have a snitch line for whether people are pregnant or not. It's insane. Not going to be able to travel across state lines. What? What? Yeah. I think Beto, actually, John, I'm going to make a prediction right now. I think Beto might fucking win the election. Really? Yeah. He just started on a huge tour, I think, today. He's driving all over Texas. He sold all his records on Discogs to fund this tour. He sold all those rare seven inches, you know, agnostic front seven inch, (laughs) $5,000, misfit seven inch, VG plus. $12,000. $12,000. He's going all across the country. I kind of think Beto might. Um, let me look at this. Let me get on predictit.org. Yeah. yeah, you take a look. You take a look at it. Let me take a look at this market. Who? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, you know what, though? Abbott at 90 cents. Okay. Beto at 11. I'll buy at 12. There's some way. Wa- I know some waves are coming. Why not? Put my money where my mouth is. Let's go, Beto. Come on. What's the problem, Beto? If you can't get this done. Matthew McConaughey, one cent. Remember when Matthew McConaughey was running for president? Yeah, I do. Oh, man. See, I don't think Beto has a chance because he's not running against Cruz. Anyone's got a chance against Ted Cruz. Yeah, that's true. You and I would have a chance against Ted Cruz. Yeah, You would probably clobber Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz is pretty likable. Yeah. (laughs) That's some of candidate John Kimball's famous sarcasm from the debate stage last night. (laughs) Uh, after his debate uh, performance, his name recognition went up by a Q factor of six, and he's now within two points of Ted Cruz. We have candidate Kimball on the line now on MSNBC here on the Rachel Maddow Show. Uh, John, thanks for joining us tonight. Hey. How are you feeling about your chances against Ted Cruz? I feel great. That guy sucks. <laughs> Election over. You win. 
Okay, what else do we got? We got some listener questions that we need to, to, to get into here. All right, let's do it. Bridget writes in, thank you for making it right, John. She's talking about me apologizing about... Um, oh, right. Who did you think was from Asheboro? The Kraken. Sydney Powell. Sydney Powell. I thought Sydney Powell Trump was from- Trump attorney Sydney Powell was from Asheboro because of her accent. Yeah, she's not. She's from Durham or Raleigh uh-huh. somewhere. It's the same town, apparently. So anyway, she says, thank you for making it right. If it's any consolation about accent confusion, when I lived in California, I once mistook a guy from Reedsville, North Carolina, as being from Moldova because the North Carolina was so thick on him. And you're right about there not being any LGBTQ groups in Asheboro, yet I hold out hope. I donated to a group in Greensboro because that's where I would go as a teenager to get the hell out of Randolph County for a few hours. And then she included a screenshot. So we we really appreciate this. Uh, It was she donated to the Guilford Green Foundation and LGBTQ Center. Thank you, Bridget, and thank you, John, for coming clean about your about your error and owning up to your mistakes. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, Timothy writes in. Who's Timothy? So Timothy is the guy who wrote in uh, three or four weeks ago in support of my interest in crypto, which David thought might be oh being my God, sarcastic. I totally forgot about that phase when you got into crypto. What a yeah. weird week that was. I know, right? Yeah, I was, that was totally bad. into it. Yeah, that was a bummer. That bummed me out. Sorry. I'm sorry. Right. No, that's okay. You should now follow I'm your passions. Now I'm into Pete Buttigieg. Like, right, exactly. So Timothy writes, oh my God, I can't believe David read me out on the pod. Sorry, you almost got excommunicated for expressing your curiosity. Uh-huh. I hope it doesn't discourage you, discourage your exploration of the technology and know that it's not just pictures of monkeys and musicians and creators of all types have so much to gain from Web3. Web3 is sort of crypto in uh-huh. stuff. That's what uh-huh. That's what they call it. Keep yeah. div- digging, Long John Silver. Bye-bye, Timothy. Thank Thanks, you for writing. Thanks, Timothy. Next. I appreciate it. Okay. Uh, next, Asif writes in, any spicy takes on the Ohio Senate race? <gasps> That's J.D. Vance territory, John. Yeah. So when he wrote this, uh, predicted had the Republican at 87 cents. I'm not sure what it is today. I'm going to check. Ohio, 84 cents. Okay. Democratic at 18 cents. Which party will win the U.S. Senate election in Ohio in 2022? That's the market. Right. So then he writes, however, available polling, parentheses, ha ha, currently has Democrat Tim Ryan even or maybe even ahead at this early date. Could this be That's a all I need to hear on shares of Democrats bought. J.D. Vance has let down David so many times. But there has to be some justice in this world. Even I'm in. in okay. All right. I'm in. No. What? J.D. Vance is going to win. I can't believe that, John. Say it ain't so. Yeah. No, he's he's absolutely- How? Going, but because- What's wrong? Why does everybody have to be so- stupid? Ohio is gone. It's just, it's, it's red it's now. A... It's red now. There's going to be a red wave. <sighs> Tim Ryan's not a bad campaigner, but- J.D. Vance hasn't been horrible. He's not like Oz, who's really bad. Dr. Oz, excuse me. Yeah, Dr. Oz is is not a great- He is going to lose. Fetterman is going to win the Pennsylvania Senate race, Most right? Most likely, yes. Yeah. Because there's two things going on. The Pennsylvania is a little bluer. Right. And you've got a better candidate. Yeah. I think it would take something catastrophic for Vance. 
uh, in order for Ryan to win. What if one of my catastrophic zingers goes viral and destroys J.D. Vance? Would that be enough? It might be if the timing was right. If it was like J.D. Vance, you'd better wash your underpants, something like that. Because they're like dirty? Uh, yeah, or he, um, um, yeah, because they're dirty. Yeah. yeah. J.D. Vance, you have no chance oh. because your underwear is dirty. Oh my God. Imagine if that was a billboard was on every highway in Ohio. Tim Ryan would win by 50 points. You're driving down the highway in Ohio and you see a huge billboard. It says, J.D. Vance, you have no chance. And then underneath it in parentheses, it says, because your underwear is dirty. Yeah. Can you imagine? Why doesn't somebody fund that? Yeah. Put a billboard. You don't have to put it up and, you know, just put it in the, put it up in like Chillicothe or, you know, some, some sort of mid-sized town. You don't, doesn't yeah. need to be in a metro area. Then the, the, it'll go viral on the it'll internet. Go That's so the whole viral. thing. J.D. Vance, you don't have a chance because your underwear is dirty. Traffic jam, huge traffic jam, traffic backed up for hours. So everyone can take a, take a selfie with this amazing billboard. There's yeah. no information about who put it up. There's no hashtag. There's no QR code. It's just the truth. J.D. Vance has an emergency press conference. Ah, I'm going to show you that my underwear is clean. Oh, oh it's so clean. And then he pulls down his pants and shows everyone his clean underwear. That gives the scandal another like 24-hour yeah. news cycle, you exactly. know? Exactly. When did you start washing your underwear? Yeah, when did yeah. you start washing your underwear? Yeah. Then Bill Maher is on doing jokes about it. Yeah, J.D. Vance, uh, he uh, showed everyone his underwear. <laughs> what a poo-poo face. I don't even know what kind of jokes <laughs> Bill Maher makes. I don't know. That guy's such an idiot. Poo-poo face. Right? Bill Maher, yeah. Has that kind of like, you know, Bill Maher's like the thinking man's comedian, you know? He's kind of like for smart people and he's like, has everything on index cards and he wears a suit and he like, yeah. he's like, yeah, well, the intellectual dark web is uh, bringing some light to these issues. Hmm. Like, you know, he just, it, ugh. Yeah. I would love to go on the Bill Maher show. New 20 rules. years ago, I was supposed to go on the Bill Maher show and do my cartoons. That didn't happen. I remember that. I remembered you telling oh my, me that. Oh my god! It you was were like, gonna. You were you gonna be a regular on there? They were talking about it because I used to be represented by Brillstein Gray, and they had the Bill Maher. It was back when it was called Politically Incorrect, and I remember going into Brad Gray's office with my literary agent and he, and explaining that I would need an overhead transparency projector if this was going to work. <laughs> that might have been what killed it. They're like, mm, okay, that's not happening. Oh, one of the many times I thought Hollywood was going to make my dreams come true and change my life. But nope, still just old Dave sitting here. <laughs> still old Dave just sitting here. But just wait till we get that J.D. Vance billboard up and running, John. Just wait till we get that J.D. Vance billboard up and running. Can, can you do GoFundMes for um yeah for political, political stuff? billboards? Hmm. J.D. Vance, you have no chance because your underwear is dirty. I really want to manifest that. I really want to manifest that billboard. I would love to see that. Yeah, I wonder how much it would be. If it's in Chillicothe as opposed to like a major market, you know, I wonder how much it costs. And do you have to register as a political group to have, to do political messaging? Like, do we have to start a super PAC? Does, some, does someone out there have a super PAC that we could that we could glom onto? Please let us know. Or if somebody knows about the logistics of this, I would really yeah. love to do this. I think it would be very fun. Or maybe Tim Ryan wants to just take the idea. No, this has it. to be our idea. Okay. It has to be untraceable right. to the Ryan campaign. Okay. All right. Email us at contact at electionprofitmakers.com if you have a if you have an idea about this. Okay. 
Leslie writes in, I was wondering if John had read the article in the New York Times about Trevor Rainbolt, the person who has gained some fame on TikTok by identifying where he is in GeoGuessr via pictures of soil. If he has, what are his thoughts? I have. Yeah, this guy's incredible. Remind everybody what GeoGuessr is and what your Geo relationship Geo is. GeoGuessr is this game you can play where it will plop you someplace in the world and then you have, depending on what you choose, either an unlimited amount of time to find where that location is uh, on the map. And then you get points for how close you are to it. But the people that are really good at it, and when I was obsessed with this about a year ago this time, I got pretty good at the US version. You you put time limits in. Uh, he puts in insane time limits, like 0.1 seconds <laughs> and point. He's going to oh, guess it in under a second. Yeah. No, he put in and one of them. It was 0.01 seconds. It was so fast. I couldn't even see. And then he'll do he'll do that. And then he'll do it. So you only see half of the picture or Come half on. of the picture. And it's in black and white. Oh, for Pete's sake. And then he still gets them within 100 miles, 50 miles. I think one he, aye, he aye, aye. one one was just like a shot in the desert, and he went immediately to the United States and landed, and he was within a half a mile. What? Yeah. I mean, you let know- me guess, you can, he, Let me guess. He spent a lot of time doing this during the pandemic. Is yeah, that it? Yeah. Okay. No, the guy's right. really good, and he, and, he, and he plays, he shows his wins. So if you play long enough, you're going to have some crazy things. You play a lot of golf, you're going to hit some hole-in-ones. So, Ooh, real talk here. But the guy is, he's pretty amazing. People will send him videos of, uh, you know, like a music video, just a snippet and say, where is this? And he will go on and find. Of course, you can use your geo knowledge for other videos. You don't have to limit yourself to Google Maps photos from GeoGuessr. Yeah, these guys all need to be working for the CIA or the NSA. Whoa. They know the direction of the sun. They know the soil types. I mean, yeah, that's good stuff to know. Yeah. I don't know stuff like that. So, Leslie, thanks for sending that. That is all. And I follow him on TikTok. Are you a fan of his now, or do you yes, find some professional yeah. resentment or anything? Do you feel no, like he's no resentment? No, no. okay, no, I'm yeah. not a hater. And I also feel like your geoguesser when you were kind of, um, when, when I was getting a little worried about your relationship to geoguesser, mm-hmm. those days are behind you now. You have yeah, other interests yeah. now. No, I had to. I had. Up. Yeah, I had to stop. You had to see it through for a while, and then you had to stop. That makes sense. Yeah, and if I went back today, I'd probably not be very good. Um, right. But it wouldn't take long for me to get back in it, and then I would be in a downward spiral because it's it's not a good thing. But it's a good thing for this guy because he's making a lot of money, I'm sure. Kevin writes in, this is a message for David. Have you ever used the OP-1? Do you have a recommendation on a good starter synth sampler? And then he has a URL to teenage.engineering slash store slash op dash one dash field i don't know what what's the op one it's a it's a uh electronic piece of gear that's like a synthesizer and a looper and a radio and a it's um it's like an all-in-one super experimental music production thing it costs a thousand dollars i've only ever seen one i knew someone who had one it's at a thousand dollars, it's just if you're just getting started, that seems like a crazy price point for to learn about synthesis, and also because it's digital, 
You're not going to learn about synthesis the way you would if like you spent $300 on a secondhand Korg Monotribe. I got a Korg Monotribe at a parking lot in LA outside of flea market for $11. I've told this story before because the guy who sold it to me and I had no idea what it was. I just thought it looked cool. And the Korg Monotribe is a 90s era analog synthesizer. It's very simple. It's monophonic. You can only play one note at a time. But if you want to get a basic understanding of synthesis, like what a LFO is, a low frequency oscillator, what that is, what a VCA is, a voltage controlled amplifier, I would start with something like that because it's cheaper. Unless you just want to have a super robust music making thing, then yeah, buy the OP1. You can probably get them secondhand for like 900 bucks. It's just a lot of money. I don't know. But John, I want to ask you something. What do you think about this domain? Because the name of the company is Teenage Engineering. They're like, um, oh, they're Dutch or Swedish or something. Um, yeah, I like they it. Make, you like that domain, teenage.engineering? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think it's cool. I think it's probably good to have teenageengineering.com as well. I don't they know probably they do. Yeah, do. they probably have that as well. But uh, yeah, I, I like that They also that make like little micro synthesizers and drum machines that are that are cross-branded with like Rick and Morty and Street Fighter. I don't really understand. I mean- it's not really my scene, I have to say. It's not really my scene. So you said it's digital. Aren't all synthesizers digital? Or no. Is digital not the synthes- same as electronic? Well, electric. Oh, it's interesting. Analog electronics and digital electronics are both electronic. Okay. But early synthesizers and nowadays contemporary super expensive synthesizers are all analog. They're okay. not digital. All right. And what that means is, well, actually, nobody knows what that means. Really? But it just, no, I'm sure somebody does. I don't know. I don't know. It's just like there's no computer chips, but there's. Well, there are chips in analog. There's There are chips in analog equipment. It's like, you know how a, a phonograph is analog and a CD is digital, right? Right. I guess because at some point, all the digital stuff is at some point inside the machine, just a bunch of ones and zeros. Isn't that what digital means? Ones and zeros? Yeah, I think The so. analog stuff is never converted into ones and zeros. Okay. It's literally just electronic components that are being controlled. Okay. Right? Actual oscillators. There's an actual oscillator thing in there. I think out of which someone should write in and tell us. What is the difference? Tell us in, tell us in 500 words or less. What is the difference between a digital synthesizer and an analog synthesizer? That would be good for us to know. Yeah. Pete Buttigieg should know because he's the Secretary of Transportation. He would know. He thinks so? A digital form of travel and an analog form of travel? I wonder if he would know. Yeah, I bet he would. He'd be like, yeah, actually, when I was at McKinsey, we uh, consulted on a synthesizer factory. And Mm. what we told them to do was to go all digital and to fire everybody. And it Mm. worked out great like that. And John will be like, oh, what a great communicator. Oh, what a great communicator. Yeah, exactly. He's the new Obama. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, we're back, folks. Thanks for listening. We're having a lot of fun getting back into the swing of things. We are going to start doing Patreon episodes again. Sorry about that. We really fell off the Patreon wagon. We will not announce or promote the Patreon until we have something to show for it. Election Profit Makers is an independent production. Send your election prediction questions to contact at electionprofitmakers.com. And if you want to try Predict It, go to www.predictit.org. Why do we always say the www? You don't need to say that. Go to predictit.org sure slash promo slash EPM20 to receive up to $20 in matching funds. Yes, I'm sure. Say it with the www just to be safe. Okay. If you want to try Predict It, go to https 
slash slash colon www.predicted.org slash promo slash EPM20 to receive up to $20 in matching funds. Please rate and review us on all those things. I'll think about it. You're not the boss of me. See you next week.